So Money Episode 916, Eric Chesin, Head of Strategy for Realogy. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. You know, you find your home, you buy it, you sit at the closing table, you get your keys. And for me, I, I didn't even go straight to the house. Um, when we bought our first home, I went to the liquor store and bought a bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> the only box I had prepared to unpack for the first moment when we walked in that door was the one that had our wine glasses in it. And the only question I asked about the neighborhood I was moving into is where do I get takeout Chinese food? Interested in buying a home? Well, welcome to So Money, everybody. This episode's for you. Our guest is Eric Chesin, who leads strategy for Realogy. Realogy is the leading provider of residential real estate services in the country. You may have heard some of their brands, which include Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Century 21, Colwell Banker, Sotheby's International Realty, and many others. Eric oversees the development and execution of Realogy's corporate strategy, as well as their projects and partnerships. And the company just announced, in collaboration with Amazon, the launch of Turnkey. It's a new home buying program that simplifies the process of finding and settling into a new home. There's a lot of overwhelm, right, before, during, and after purchasing a home. You can check out Turnkey at amazon.com slash Turnkey. With Turnkey, Realogy is matching home buyers with top agents. And upon closing on their home, Amazon provides a move-in benefit, connecting those buyers with services and experts in their area to help make their house a home. And this includes a selection of Amazon home services like deep cleaning, a handyman to assemble furniture, mount a TV to a wall, a curated site of smart home products. All in all, the products and services are valued at $1,000 to $5,000. Now, as a self-described real estate enthusiast, that's me, Turnkey actually reached out to me to help them spread the word and share the campaign. So very grateful for this partnership. I think we're going to learn a lot. Eric and I talk about how Turnkey can benefit buyers who often experience that overwhelm, timing your purchase right. And Eric's got a pretty cool travel hack that I think I'll be implementing very soon. Lots to unpack in this episode. Here's Eric Chesin. Eric Chesin, welcome to So Money. It's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks. It's an exciting week. We're talking about Turnkey today, which is a new home buying program that simplifies the process of finding and settling into a new home. Thank you so much for having me be a part of this exciting announcement. And, uh, you know, everyone listens, they know I'm a real real estate nerd. So this is totally uh, organic and and, and a very natural uh, partnership. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about this collaboration between Amazon and Realogy, what Turnkey really is all about, how it's benefiting home buyers. Sure, of course, and happy to geek out on real estate with you um, in this podcast or any day. Uh, and again, thanks, thanks so much for for having me on. That's right. Turnkey is a new collaboration between Realogy and Amazon. Now, Realogy uh, is not really a household name, but our brands are. You know, we're the company behind uh, Caldwell Banker, Century Twenty One, Sotheby's International Real Estate, Better Homes and Gardens, ERA, and a number of other brands. Uh, we're in the business of residential real estate, providing 
terrific real estate agents to help people find, buy, and close on their homes. And what Turnkey is, is a new home buying program that really marries up all parts of the home buying journey. Because I'm not sure if you've ever or how often you have bought and sold homes, but you, you likely know that the process of buying a home doesn't end when you close on the home at the closing table. I like to think that the word closing is one of the biggest misnomers in the English language uh, because you're not closing anything. You haven't even opened your front door yet. Um, And a program like Turnkey was designed to solve not only the problem of getting a great real estate agent to help you often in a new town or in a new neighborhood where you don't know anyone, um, but also after you've closed on your home to help you settle in and, and turn a house into a home. And that's where the collaboration with Amazon really steps in. So the program's super, super simple. It's named Turnkey for a reason. It, one, um, helps to connect you with one of the top real estate agents from the top brands in real estate, which are the brands that I named uh, earlier. And then after you've closed on your home, that's where Amazon steps in to help you with what is between $1,000 and $5,000 of free Amazon move-in benefits um, provided to you as part of the program to help you from anything to getting a deep clean done on your home to hanging up that heavy uh, flat screen television that you you know need to hang uh, to putting the furniture together. The kinds of things that are the stressful moment when you move in that you don't quite think about two days earlier when you just bought the house and now you're stuck with. Um, we tried to design a package and a benefit um, that really carries you through to, to turning the house into a home. I mean, if you think about it, it makes so much sense because, I mean, if you look at only our monthly bill, so much of our expenses are derived from Amazon. And I can only imagine when you're moving into a new home and all of the rooms you have to furnish and all of the you know, gadgets you need to buy and all the equipment that Amazon, it would be the go-to destination for these items. And um, so it sounds like a really, really natural collaboration. So were there actual data points suggesting that people were having a hard time either, you know, hooking up with a qualified agent and or um, making their house a home? I'll tell you, one, even real estate trends aside, because uh, I get this question a lot, is it a hot market? Is it a soft market? Um, when's the right time to buy? What program should I step into? Um, the truth is, in the softest of markets, there are still millions of people who, because it's the right moment for them, um, are going to buy and move into a home. And so when, when we look at solving a problem like what Turnkey solves, we step you know, far away from the nuances of what's happening in the local market today um, and instead look at the, the problems that a home buyer faces in what is truly a long and arduous journey that starts from how do I even know where to move and ends with um, what do I do in this empty home to make it to make it feel like a home. And that was really the inspiration for program that that we developed. It's funny, we, we realized in designing this that we we kind of happened on something we call the the day two dilemma. And I, I know I live this. I don't I don't know if you have ever had this experience, but you know you find your home, you buy it, you sit at the closing table, you get your keys. And for me, I, I didn't even go straight to the house. Um, when we bought our first home, I went to the liquor store and bought a bottle of wine. Um, and the only box I had prepared to unpack um, for the first moment when we walked in that door was the one that had our wine glasses in it. Um, right. And the only question I asked about the neighborhood I was moving into is, where do I get takeout Chinese food? And there I am on day one. Uh, with my, you know, legs crossed, sitting down across from my wife. We actually left the kids with my parents um, because 
that would have been a disaster, sat and drank some wine and celebrated this new home we were in. There's, there's romance in that. It's beautiful. And then day two happens and it gets pretty stale at that point. And if there's any leftover Chinese food, you don't want to eat it. The wine glasses are dirty and you can't even find the soap to clean them. And you're staring at an empty house and a whole bunch of boxes and an overwhelming moment of what do I do next? And you're very often in a neighborhood where you don't know even who to call or where to start. And among, above anything else, that was the inspiration for a program like Turnkey. For a company like ours in the business of real estate, um, we've gotten really, really good at serving a home buyer to help them find the right home, understand how to make an offer, understand um, uh, what to do at the closing table and how to manage the process of buying the home. But we hadn't quite cracked how to help that home buyer at this other big moment of stress and difficulty. And that's why we're so excited to collaborate with Amazon because, um, I mean, that's a, a company that needs no introduction um, for a company known you know, for their happiness guarantee. I'd love to instill a little happiness into the moment for home buyers after they move into the home, um, hence where we've landed with Turnkey. What would be your advice for buyers right now looking to pair up with a real estate agent? I mean, to your point, um, it is, of course, about does this house fit our needs, but will this home and this neighborhood match our lifestyle? And I know for us, you know, we're considering a move to the suburbs one day. Oh, it's just eventual. It's just what happens. I'm I'm just going with. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. I'm not going to fight it any longer. I've had a we've had a really great run here in New York City, and it's not coming to an end. Not an abrupt end. We're just kind of mapping out our plans, but we're looking ahead and we're thinking just about. Don't call it the suburbs. Call it the country, oh, and it changes your whole outlook. Oh, but that sounds even more depressing. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, then we're different. We're different people. Okay. But yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's very glamorous in some ways, but also like. I need amenities. You know, like I have a grocery store across the street. I have laundry downstairs and also in my building. So I guess uh, you really need to find an agent that understands not just what's going to make you happy when you walk through that open house, but like the second day and the 20th day and the 500th day. So how do you really find an agent that kind of gets you? Really good question. Um, I, of course, um, have plenty of answers from that, you know, in the course of my job. But I mean, I'll tell you my own personal experience. I'm an odd beast, generally, but specifically to this question, because the first time I went to go buy a home was after I'd taken the job I have now. Um, So here I am working for a real estate company with 200,000 real estate agents roaming around the country. And it's time for me to move to a new town where I don't know anyone and find a real estate agent. So Ironically, I found my real estate agent in exactly the same way that we've built the turnkey program, which was I didn't um, show up at an open house and happen to meet someone and hope they were the right person for my needs. I didn't, um, you know, ask the local barber the name of their cousin who happens to be a real estate agent. Um, I went to a company that's in the business of real estate and had them assign me um, the best agent for me. Um, And that's just because I had a, it was a, uh, employee benefit. It's, it was pretty random at the time, but now with turnkey, that same benefit applies to anyone, um, at least in the 15 cities that we've just launched in, um, who's buying a home. And I'll tell you, it was terrific. So I didn't know very much about the town we were looking to buy in. As a matter of fact, when I first got assigned to my real estate agent, I didn't even know which town I liked, um, um, so much as it was an area close to where I was working. 
And so the fact that with my needs, um, with what I knew I wanted, with my budget and other things, I was assigned to what became basically the top real estate agent in my area um, that that knew the price range that I was looking in and the towns that I was looking made me um, a leg above anywhere I could have been on my own to get the advice that I needed. Um, and so, you know, stepping back, the advice is be very thoughtful and selective when it's time to work with a real estate agent because the advice you get, no matter where in the journey you step in to look for a real estate agent, whether you really like looking online for homes on your own and and feel like finding the right home is something um, that's very personal to you that doesn't involve a real estate agent, um, or whether you need your real estate agent to literally teach you about the town and what the right pricing is and what the right neighborhood, what the right block is in the neighborhood. Um, that right representation, it was just, I was new to the real estate industry at the time. I didn't quite understand the, the Sherpa level of a role that a real estate agent can play. Mm-hmm. And this is the most expensive and often stressful purchase of your life. Um, and it's one where that kind of personal support and representation is just so crucial in the few years that I've been in this business, I've come to really value and appreciate that part of the business that we're in and that moment that we're able to to help home buyers and sellers with that kind of support. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It is the often the biggest purchase we will ever make. And I think that there's overwhelm before you buy, during the process, afterwards. I think part of what the what causes overwhelm in the beginning is, especially if you're a first-time buyer, you sort of try to time your purchase uh, in that, you know, we're reading all these headlines now about potential interest rates dropping and then, you know, maybe we're entering a recession. I don't know. Is it a good time to buy? And I loved your perspective. We were talking earlier before we were recording about how to frame your mind as you approach the buying process and how it's important to kind of tune out a little bit. Why do you think that? So let me at least acknowledge the irony of my advice because I work in strategy for a real estate company and swim every day in the data of what's going on in the real estate market across the country with mortgage rates and inventory and home prices. Uh, um, My advice is to ignore all that. Um, um, One, because no matter what economist's advice you get, um, there's no macro answer that'll tell you the right answer locally. Um, and two, because I just think, I think personally, you don't time life choices by trying to time the market, whether it's the real estate market or the stock market or anything else. And so I know it, it, it may sound repetitive, but it, it's just a, it's a part of my job that I believe in so deeply. The best thing you can do is get the advice of a local expert, which is the job of a real estate agent. Because no matter what's happening nationally, it doesn't tell you what the prices should be or what the questions you should ask on that block in that town, um, in that state where you're looking. And the local market is just so the center of what real estate really is, no matter how national you go with it. And that's coming from, you know, me who works at a company that stands for national, you know, real estate platform. Um, It's just such a local thing um, and such a personal thing that, um, you know, for me, it's just get, get that, advice to do it right, but time it around your own, your own life choice and not, um, because that, you know, 
it's so hot right now, you got to buy. Yeah. I mean, I can just speak personally, just in New York City, sometimes it just comes down to your building. <laughs> and what is, yeah. you know, is your building a hot building? Is it, is it an attractive building? Does it, I mean, we're again, because I'm in the process now of, of strategizing, but also really keeping my thought process limited to just like what is going on in my neighborhood? How many other three bedrooms are there like mine? Because that's going to necessarily, you know, determine how much I sell it for and then, you know, whatever. So I think that your your home is not an investment, right? You don't time it like I wouldn't tell anyone to go buy stocks today just because the market is having um, maybe a, a low price day. But that you really have to think about your home as a long-term asset, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, and that's advice that I remember I had gotten well before I knew anything about the real estate industry, which was just don't don't step in and buy a home that you already know you're going to need to move out of in a year or two. <laughs> um, and over the long term, you should focus on where you want to live and a monthly expense you can afford um, rather than um, the right investment so that six years from now when you sell, it turned out to have only cost you 80 bucks a month because of how much that it, the home appreciated. Right. Um, it's just, it's such a game you can't time. And so, you know, you, sh- you really shouldn't try. Yeah, I always say it's, it's really comes down to what is the story you want to tell yourself five years from now? You know, I sold an apartment five years ago that now has appreciated even more. And I'm like, oh, if I'd only held on to it. But guess what? Selling it afforded me the opportunity to buy something that was more important to us as we were growing our family. So it's really how you look at it. And as you said, you know, what, where, where are you on your life stage and how will this serve your needs? How will buying or selling serve your needs? Um, speaking of your past, let's shift a little bit to our so many questions and start with the very popular question, which is what's a memory from your childhood, Eric, that taught you something about money? Hmm. So, um, yep. You warned me that these questions were coming, um, (laughs) so that I could, uh, nobody escapes them. Yeah, I heard, I heard. So I'm prepared. Um, so I do, I have a memory from my past. It's a lesson that I learned from my parents that I do think is pretty relevant and, I've found that as I've told others about it, um, they seem to like it. So I'll try it here. You, you tell me how it stacks up. When I was growing up, uh, my parents had their group of friends who they liked to take vacations with and each and set up a single bank account. I don't remember who ran it, um, but each contributed every month on a regular basis, a fixed amount of money into that one bank account. All, all I think it was four families did. And every two years or so took a vacation that by structure was fully paid for. What I loved about it, and I and I do it now. So we have our version of our group of friends um, and I run that bank account. And uh, we've been doing it for enough time that we started out with one monthly expense that everyone puts in and we've upped it a little bit to try to increase the quality of our vacations every few years um, or go on vacation slightly more often. But it's that like budgeting for the thing that would otherwise feel like you're dipping into savings for. Um, that's easy to skip, but that's so important which is for us, it's vacation, just the, the luxury of, uh, of doing something. It started out before we had kids. Now it's with our kids and traveling as families. That little technique um, really served us because I'm certain I've taken more vacations as a result of being forced to because I was sitting in a bank account with other people's money and we had to spend it um, rather than having to plan for it and wondering if we had the budget for it and spend all at once. 
That's a great idea. How do those conversations go ahead of time as far as like how much are we contributing? How do you decide on that? That's I think that's a really great technique. But I think that some of us might be still wondering, well, I know that the automatic contributions sort of make everything easier, but you still have to have a conversation about what everybody can afford. And some people might be able to afford less. So so true. Uh, For us, it's it's let it let the time last longer and have it be less per month so that it really doesn't feel like a painful contribution. Um, and also it starts with as many of you sitting around a round table with, um, with a glass of wine as the start to, we should all vacation together conversation um, because that helps everything. So um that was actually the origin of it. I, I, we had already had, I think one or two glasses of wine. Um, we were with our tight group of friends and something came up about how my parents used to do it. And someone, uh, not me or my wife actually, I think said, Oh my goodness, we need to do that too. And, um, I realized I had this like (laughs) old bank account. I forget why I had some old bank account that had no money in it. Um, and everyone set up auto pay into that bank account by the time we'd finished the bottle of wine. Um, and so we started out with uh, what was a relatively low amount of money, I think, for everyone on a monthly basis. And it took us, it was the first time was, I think, three years before we took the vacation. Um, and then that fueled the next one. Got it. So, and, and you, didn't, you didn't call out the more sensitive topic. It's not even about how much everyone needs to contribute. It's about who gets to choose where we go and what we do. Ah. Um, way harder, way more um, awkward debates um, on who chooses the destination than, than who creates the budget. When's the next trip? I don't know. I'm not the one in charge this time. So I took the first one. Where did um, you go? We went to Jamaica. Um, in Oh, and that was the other one. Uh, it was at least the first time we went, it was an all-inclusive um, place, which made it even easier because literally you made no money-based choices or decisions mm-hmm. from the day you started your vacation until the day it was over. And the bill had already been paid and it was paid out of something that was in a bank account that no one saw anymore. Um, and it really, it helps you feel like you're splurging without you having to worry about the budget because you've already budgeted for it. And they say the best things to spend on are experiences. And to do that with your friends, I think that is such a luxury, but really uh, a way to use your means to deliver more happiness in your life. It's been proven. The science doesn't lie. That's, that's actually a fact. So I love that tip. I'm going to, I'm going to think about maybe implementing that myself, Bet a lot of us could. I'm very proud. I will tell my parents. Yeah. Do, do they still do it? Do they still participate in this group vacation? They do. Same, same four couples. Yeah. This question comes from our, one of our sponsors, Chase, and it's about financial goals. So what's one thing that you do with your money, Eric, that helps you achieve your financial goals? Is there a system you have in place? Is there a habit? I'm also prepared with this question um, <laughs> because you warned me. Um, and the truth is I'm, I'm kind of a one trick pony. So it's, it's a related answer, but I just keep a separate bank account for stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have another bank account um, that I use for all of my kind of fixed expenses that I know well in advance. Um, I have, you know, mortgage and student loans and those kinds of things. And so I have auto contribution to that account. And then out of that account is auto paid uh, um, those kinds of monthly expenses, which, which kind of, forces and allows me to understand what's left in the account that I live out of. And so I do the same. I, I sort of force fixed 
uh, contributions into savings, force fixed contributions into those those auto expenses. And what I'm left with is a little more visual uh, view of of my um, monthly spending that might fluctuate, which kind of helps me manage. I say me a lot. Um, um, my, I'll be honest. My my wife is uh, you know a big part of the, both these mutual decisions and this structure, mm-hmm. and is frankly just way way better at it than I am. But you asked me the question, so I realize I'm speaking in the first person. But just I would repeat everything as we to be more accurate. That's nice. I like that. I do that too. Don't trust me. It's just uh, it's. I think when you get married, I don't know what you guys did with your finances, but my husband and I still keep things pretty separate. That's just us. We do have a shared account, but um, I think it's sometimes important to remind yourself that you're a team because it can feel a little like, you know, I'm doing my part and he's doing his part, but really you're all working in, uh, in cooperation. You, you work in real estate now, Eric, which given your background, you have a JD and an MBA from Columbia. Is this where you envisioned kind of like putting, putting to play all of your academic background? And do you feel like this is a natural progression of where your career has led you? I I mean, now I do, Mm um, uh, only because here I am, um, yeah, I don't know if you've found this too, but the, the roller coaster path of wherever you end up, you never quite, um, predicted in advance. Um, so no, I would have had, I had, I knew nothing of real estate when I joined, um, when I joined this firm and, um, wouldn't have expected that I'd end up in real estate just because it wasn't on my radar. Um, but oh my God, I love it. And it turns out as I learn more and more about this industry that it is, um, so, uh, what's the word, um, inspiring to me, um, to be working in this space. Um, I, I, am sure lots of folks are like this, but, but for me that having sort of that noble purpose and passion is so important for me to want to get up and work every day. And the thing that I wouldn't have thought about, um, in real estate, it's, um, it's almost like a double whammy of what gets me excited to get up in the morning. You know, one is the core of what we do, which is, help people, um, experience the joy of homeownership, um, help people, uh, buy and sell their homes, help people through, like we said, the, what can be the most expensive and often most daunting transaction of their lives. But there's this whole other side to it, um, which is the, the entrepreneurial spirit and role of a real estate agent. Um, and the business that we're in, uh, you know, we, it's, it's the brands that we, that we manage, um, and, and, and the brokerage that we run, um, that really means that our customer who we serve is the real estate agent. Um, I, I, uh, ironically, my, my father, um, in his retirement became a real estate agent. He's with, um, Corcoran out on Long Island. Um, and Corcoran is one of our, one of our brands at, at Realogy. Um, and, and that was about a year before I happened into this, into this role. But before then I had, you know, very little experience. I hadn't bought a home yet. Very little experience with real estate agents. These are, um, the epitome of entrepreneurial American spirit, um, uh, the skill and talent to be successful in that business is so impressive, but also so accessible. Um, hard work really can create um, something amazing out of um, out, out of nothing. Um, and so, I just the opportunity to create the platform for really driven entrepreneurs to create a business. Um, and then grow that business and to watch the success breed from that is so inspiring. Um, and I think it's just, 
like at the heart of what I think about as the American dream, which is ironic because you think about buying a home being part of the American dream. And so being in the business of real estate, you get to touch both. You know, what's inspiring to me is your dad becoming an agent, a real estate agent in retirement. That's, that's a hashtag goal. That is something I want to do. So I'm sure he could coach I'm, you on that. Um, I'm call my, him up. my father was made for this role. It is, it takes a, it takes a very particular, um, type of talent, um, to be a successful real estate agent, especially out, um, in Eastern Long Island where he is. And, um, oh, That's great. he loves every minute. Of yeah. It. I mean, you're right. You're as an agent, you really have an opportunity to befriend your clients too. I remember growing up, we moved so many times. We all, what was constant though, was our real estate agent, Eileen, and she would drive us around all the different neighborhoods. I mean, it was years of working with her and it eventually just became a friendship. And, um, you know, the, the only sad part about leaving the state, eventually we moved states, was uh, parting ways with with Eileen, but I'll never forget her. And I think that that is who planted the seed in me to really appreciate like real estate and negotiating, right? And all those adult conversations that she let me in on as a nine-year-old, I think gave me uh, a maturity around just you know, what real estate can do for you and how to the excitement around buying and selling. So thank you, Eileen. Thank you, Eileen. It really is amazing how many times I've heard some version of that story too, since I've joined, um, since I've been part of this industry. Um, I think I used the term before, but Sherpa really yeah. is the right way to describe the role of a real estate agent. It's so all encompassing as a, I mean, we, we often think of it as a, it is your trusted advisor in a really, really important and and um, what should be exciting but could be difficult mm -hmm. moment in your life. That's the inspiration for a, a program like Turnkey too, not to you know bring it back to the program we just launched, but I'm at least, I'm doing it with integrity because I really believe in it. The ability to provide that trusted advisor to someone at the right moment and do it with the backing of real benefits, real support. I, we just, you know, we've got, We've got a whole bunch of really amazing Eileen's out there. <laughs> it's not always easy to find. Um, and it's great that you and your family were able to make that connection. And I don't know how many, how many other Eileen's you might've met before you landed on this one and the right one and the right one for you. And so, and that's a big part of what Turnkey is designed to do. I think there's a great hook in a really, really valuable benefit. We use the dollar amount, $1,000 to $5,000 of value and benefit because it's enticing and it's exciting and it's a really big part of this program. But the truth is, I think the most unique part of the program that we've launched is for both sides of that stressful moment, both finding and buying and closing on a home and then settling in and moving into a home, we provide you with the peace of mind of that, the right support network, the right team, having the right agent having the right vetted professionals that you know are going to be really good at painting your home, really good at hanging your TV, not screw up uh, um, installing your new ring doorbell. That kind of stuff's super important too. When you're making a decision like where to live and then how to set up your home, um, you can't afford bad advice. Turnkey was named Turnkey for a reason. It's supposed to be that stress-free, easy way to handle a what could be stressful, difficult thing. And going to a home buyer or a would-be home buyer to provide that kind of peace of mind is perhaps the most exciting part of what we've designed. Well, thanks for bringing it home, Eric. You're doing my job for me. This is the like you're you're, the, you're an ideal guest here. You're wrapping things up so beautifully. Everyone, check out Amazon.com/slash Turnkey. This was uh, 
the inaugural launch this week. So we're really excited to be sharing this. And if you're in the market, anyone listening to buy a home this year um, in any of the 15, uh, is it 15 now, 15 cities? That's right. 15 metro areas. I like to say it's not just the right. city. It's very easy to miss that if you if you see Washington, D.C., but you live in Arlington, um, you know, if you're along, if you're in that pretty broad radius, um, we'll cover you. Awesome. All 15 cities are listed on the website. I can name them now if it's not too stressful. Well, um, 15's a lot. <laughs> well, you ready? I can do a quick okay, one. Yeah, you ready? You go, go for it. I've been, we've been designing this program for a while. So San Francisco, D.C., Chicago, Dallas-Fort Worth, Seattle, Phoenix, Houston, Atlanta, Denver, Tampa, Orlando, Minneapolis-St. Paul, Charlotte, L.A., Sacramento. Did you count? Was that 15? Fantastic. I didn't count, I, I, to be honest, but I trust. Full metro you. area. If, you, if you're nearby those cities and interested, please come to amazon.com slash turnkey and find out um, um, if the neighborhood you're looking for is eligible. We'll be, uh, we'll be hopefully looking and expanding um, into both more markets and outside those markets as soon as we can. Eric Chesin, thank you so much and congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Eric for joining us. To check out Turnkey, go to amazon.com forward slash turnkey. All this information is at somoneypodcast.com where you can check out the episode, the transcripts, and also leave me a message for our Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I hope your day is so money. So money.